Brenda, welcome to the first step. Good afternoon. How exciting. So welcome to my funky little podcast. I want to introduce you to my listeners. This is Sarinda Hoylet, and she is this wonderful woman that I met ages ago at a retreat we were both helping out at, and I just thought it was such a serendipitous moment for us to reconnect, and you're just such a wise, beautiful soul, so that's I'm always happy to give these kind of people a voice on my show, so welcome. Thank you. It's super exciting to be talking to you. Yeah, and we had just this little conversation last night around, like, we just connected out of the blue. And once we started talking, I just thought, like, yeah, we should be sharing this stuff with more people. And then when I put it out to you, like, well, what would you want to talk about? I loved how you described the overall topic or theme of where we relate, which is, and I loved actually both these words that you chose. You said, cultivating resilience and I think we could take either word or both those words together and talk for hours but um, do you want to say a little bit more about yeah just what that means cultivating resilience and how you think that applies to this time we're living it's um, the end of March 2020 amongst this global shift or reset so how do you see those words in this time and why are they important well I think for a lot of us, it's been kind of a shocking halt to, to reality. And no matter who you are, I think you, we've all been kind of forced to reflect on how resilient we are um, in this moment in time with regards to so many things, whether it's our health, whether it's our, our work or our finances or just our, our relationships. And what the future looks for all of us. Yeah, and, and that's what I loved. I think it's it's super, um, it's an exciting moment. Yeah, and that's what I loved about the way you kind of put it last night. Is like, you know, just the way that this occurrence is opening up the opportunity for all of us to look into these different aspects of life. So maybe that's how we should kind of roll with the call. I have just a like a few points that I thought might keep us on track. Cause some of the things you mentioned um, last night when we were just talking on our, our phone call was like, how, how do you feel sitting in your relationships? How do you feel sitting with your health today? How do you feel sitting in your financial situation or in your career? Or, you know, you mentioned a few other things. So do you want to just run through like a few of those topics and just see what we have to offer any ideas or insight? For sure. I mean, I think right now there's, there's, it's so uh, loud out there in the, in the world of the internet and information, because this is kind of shocking everybody's systems. And there's just so much, I'd say like a combination of like fear, confusion, overwhelm. And so I think it's first of all, like a really good step just to like, take a deep breath and like feel how you're feeling and I think for me personally I feel like I've gone through s such a range of emotions since this has all started mm. um I mean initially I was supposed to be on vacation so um just being off work and stuff was kind of in my natural flow it wasn't like um so that was kind of a much needed break actually for me and I felt it was just so nice to be home, to be nice, to be able to slow down. And I felt my nervous system calming down. 
And it was just such a great opportunity to be home with my family and make good food and just like get grounded. And, and then as things progress, you start to sort of go through like, okay, this is our new normal and what, you know, and just kind of to go through all the waves of emotion of what's going on around us. And, you know, um, I guess the, like the fear of the unknown and, um, like I, I definitely had a day of like frustration and anger the other day after mm-hmm. spending too much time online. And, you know, I think ultimately I keep every day having to kind of come back to my breath and come back to my pra- practices and just, just reground in all of what's going on. Yeah. Um, so this is the thing about like, I always try to provide some practical information or even a few simple to do things for people who don't have a practice and that's essentially what my podcast is about like any tips or ideas or information that can help people get started in living in a way that includes mindfulness practices movement practices diet choices and just other other ways of living that do provide exactly that this resilience or this inner peace and I think it's especially important during this time so that's why I'm so excited to have somebody like you on the show because I think you can help share your tips and tools and tricks and I love that you're prefacing it all with um, just this honesty like we all are feeling a heightened sense of emotions including fear and anxiety and frustration and anger and all of that is real and valid and true So I think for listeners, it's important that they hear that loud and clear, like whatever you're feeling is okay. And also what we're trying to do here in this conversation is just to give some insight into the things that have helped us, because basically that's what we were talking about last night, just how lucky we are and how lucky we feel to be able to manage our own, not only physical health during this time, but our mental health and have some kind of a spiritual connection to help ground us through all that. So I think that's, we're setting the intention really clear. And I know the other thing that you mentioned that I thought was also really important and valid is to just full disclosure, like we're not medical professionals, we're these people who have chosen all kinds of alternate ways of taking care of ourselves. And that all we're really trying to do is just share anything that can help during such an odd time. Right. And I mean, just from the get go, I mean, one beautiful thing that's kind of erupted from this is that so many people are sharing online, right? Like you can definitely yep. find a free online yoga class right now, or, um, you know, I know you're offering that and different people are offering things online. So there's no shortage of um, resources right now or apps. Um, right. I mean, the simplest breath that you can do, and I'm sure there's many, but it's just a lot of people know the inhale for four, hold for seven, exhale for eight. And you can just do that like four rounds of that or eight rounds of that and just do it in the morning and do it at night. And it's like the simplest thing that you can do to just reset. And there's so many tools, but they don't need to be Mm -hmm. complicated at all. That's right. I'd even say, can I just touch on that? Like, I love that, you know, that is a very... I don't know, just common, well-known ratio of how you inhale, hold, exhale. And I would just even take that a step farther. And as far as simplicity or ease, I think it's worthwhile saying this to people and every opportunity I get or you or anybody else who has any kind of platform is just simply giving yourself one to three minutes to notice the breath in a comfortable position, whether you're sitting or lying down. 
even in your bed before you go to sleep to just literally observe the breath coming and going. Because I think the other thing, and I'm going to just insert this here because I think it's so important and then we'll kind of get more back on track. But what I witness in people around breath is that when there is a a heightened sense of anxiety, that the breath becomes really difficult. And then I think if we try to control it even more, that sometimes it just becomes too much, too complicated or too overwhelming. So if you are listening and you're thinking you have kind of this challenge of heightened anxiety or you just know your your nervous system is on overdrive, I think literally the thing to do is just etch out one to three minutes where you pull yourself away from doing sit or lie down, close your eyes and simply just observe the breath. Let it come in, let it go out. Notice if there's a natural pause, notice if it's shallow, notice if it's deep, notice if you feel tension in your body and allow yourself just one to three minutes of letting go of that tension and observing breath. I think it can be just that simple, like without having to Google or learn anything, just sit down or lie down and notice your breath. So sorry for the insert, but I think you're right. It's like just that breath piece is so critical. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, So I know, Sarinda, you have so much insight in like (laughs) self-care and plants and food and and gut health. And, you know, do you want to just start to share what you are doing to stay healthy or what you would recommend other people would do to stay healthy? For sure. I mean, I think it's, it's, first of all, so important to recognize that like our bodies have co-evolved with nature. Well, we are nature, but for thousands and thousands of years we were literally birthed out of the cosmic soup and if we are on the planet today we are literally the descendants of a lineage that survived everything that's occurred before us so to just think of the magnitude of our resilience and to understand that we have so much control over our um our ability to to exist and to, to thrive and to be healthy. And so, um, I mean, I think a big thing that's important for people to realize too right now, as far as their immune system and their resilience is that fear is a big um, challenge to the immune system, right? It, you know, we just, we do have this, this kind of relationship between our gut and our brain and it's sort of this um, two-way street right so it's like if there's sort of fear in the mind it affects our microbiome our microbiome affects our health and our microbiome as well affects our emotions too and so it's so important to first of all like we just talked about getting back to the breath and grounding um yeah and then um as far as health it's like one of the big things i think is for people and i've heard this in so many different ways lately is that this is kind of a marathon and not a race. And to realize that it's like, these are practices that we need to start cultivating and to just make part of our daily life. And so obviously like nutrition is foundational. And so, I mean, I think if for anybody who's kind of worried about their health right now and just kind of taking stock of where they are at health wise is super important. So just noticing, um, like any underlying challenges that you've got right now and maybe sort of looking at ways to sort of um, maybe start doing the things that you've been thinking about doing for a long time, whether it's like cutting back on sugar or processed foods, um, 
So this is kind of a great opportunity to reboot your health. And our bodies are so smart and intelligent that we can sort of turn things around at any given moment and our bodies will respond. Um, Ooh, I love that. Right. So, I mean, obvious, I mean, obviously just to keep it super simple as far as food and nutrition, like whole unprocessed foods should be the base of all things. So not even to ever get caught up in like what diet I should be eating or whether it's, you know, plant-based, animal-based, keto or any of those things. It's just like get rid of the processed foods. And um, obviously the quality is super important. And if you do have access to organic or wild food, that's always awesome. Um, And then as far as um, supplements, that's like a whole kind of thing that we could get into. Um, I don't know how you, how deep you want to go, but I mean, there's the things that a lot of us have heard already that are super important, whether it's like, um, first of all, medicinal mushrooms are super powerful for any kind of, um, illness or preventative or in order to sort of help treat. Um, there is Mm -hmm. one, um, specific one that I've heard of recently called Agaricon, which is, um, I can spell it. You know, what I was thinking as you were saying supplements is that, like, I think you have so much to share. I wonder if you have time to even just type up like a short document of like your best supplements. And then I could, if I publish the podcast with a PDF of just like your best ideas for supplements, how do you how do you think that would go? We can totally do that. Because it might be overload for people to like write down. But I think like to as far as diet goes to recap what you've said is just so important because I think it's like these little tidbits that people will actually take away and do. And then once they start to do that, they'll look for more information because they'll immediately start to feel better. So I think what you're saying is like, you know, don't overwhelm yourself with like, there are gajillions of things, tricks and tips that Sarinda probably knows, or I use, or people who have been on a really like extreme health path for some time. I think we have all kinds of tips and ideas. But if you want to keep it simple, it's like just take away as far as like, diet or nutrition, like cut down on your unprocessed foods, cut back on sugar, and just simply look to your fridge and your cupboards for whole food and learn to pull things together. Even if you've never done this before, now is this perfect time to actually make those changes towards whole, natural, simple foods. And I think the other thing that's worth repeating that you said is just to consider that this is a marathon and not a race. And that's what's really excited me about this whole opportunity because I feel like for 20 years I've been sharing my passion with people about whole health and mind and body and that is critical to people's understanding that this isn't some band-aid this isn't some um you know two-week quarantine measures I think you and I both hope that this is an opportunity where people say that see that this is an opportunity to change a lifestyle if you've been wanting to get healthier and eat healthier Do it now and just do it simply, small, gradual changes, cutting out the crap and, um, you know, pulling in, drawing in more of those whole healthy foods. And if you want to drop a PDF of like any other specifics, I think people would love that. Would you mind? No, I can totally do that. And I I mean, even right now, I can kind of just give you like a short perspective on 
like how yeah. I sort of view my health and what I what I'm doing specifically right now. But um, yeah, let's hear it. I mean, in general, I think it's so important for people to see themselves like as an ecosystem. Like we are this living ecosystem of bacteria, fungi, viruses, and so you optimally want to keep things in balance. And when things are out of balance, that's when we see dis-ease in any shape or form, whether it's a cold, a flu, a cancer, a diabetes, all of the things are based on our Mm -hmm. ecosystem being out of balance. And then the disease expression is sort of an expression of that imbalance, right? And so, right. um, I mean, just specifically right now, um, like, day to day in our house what's happening is I usually wake up and I've been making wellness shots for my whole family um the recipe kind of varies but basically I usually put in like a half to a whole lemon I just cut off the peel throw the lemon in the blender ginger fresh turmeric um sometimes I throw in some other um fruit like an orange or some pineapple um Mm -hmm. I blend it and then I strain it. So if you don't have a juicer, you don't need a juicer. If you've got a like excellent blender or an average blender, you can make it work. And so I just blend it and I strain it. And then it's like this yummy, spicy, um, like immune building, vitamin C packed, you know, antibacterial, antiviral shot, mm-hmm. right? So it's super tasty. I mean, it's depending on your palate. You can add cayenne to that on an extra little bit of kick, but that's what we've been doing every morning. Um, amazing and then I typically also have a ritual where I'll like have like a tall glass of water in the morning and sometimes I put some tissue salts or some colloidal silver in there Um, and I usually do have these liquid probiotics that I have because I think it's super important to keep your um, gut flora diverse Um, Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to circle back to the gut stuff as well so don't let me lose that but then yeah and then just like you know fresh whole foods throughout the day and then also I've always got some kind of medicinal mushroom regimen going on so um there's different there's a whole spectrum of them a lot of the times like if you can find a mushroom blend they do work synergistically well together so it doesn't just have to be picking the one even though I have seen recently that agaricon is great for flus um, I have a mushroom spray by Paul Stamets that's an immune defense blend, which has got, um, which is super easy because it's just like this little spray. It's really fun and easy for kids to use. So if you've got kids that you want to get um, some medicinals into, then it's like, we just usually have it in the bathroom. So it's like almost like a mouthwash. You brush your teeth, you do your sprays, and then you've got a nice little throat coat of um, medicinal mushrooms. And um And then, yeah, like lots of, um, you know, good liquids and teas. And then um, back to the microbiome is um, when you get into the world of probiotics, it can be like super confusing and they can range from really low quality to high quality and they can be super expensive and it's really hard to kind of know sometimes what you're getting. Um, Mm -hmm. So another way to approach it is, again, um, regardless is you want to have the most kind of diversity in your microbiome so it's like fermented foods are great um you can buy them at the grocery store you can get sauerkrauts um and kimchi and 
you always want to look for raw and pasteurized. And if that's expensive, because it can be um, pricey, you can so easily make them at home. And it's just a matter of like shredding cabbage, adding salt and letting it sit for days. So Mm -hmm. do you do that on the counter? You leave it on um, the counter? I'm so lucky to have a mom that that goes crazy making sourdough. So I haven't made it in a while. But yeah, I mean, you can just put that on a shelf, tuck it away, you know, in a nice dark little corner in your pantry. Yeah. Um, People can Google that. It is easy. And I think, yeah, it's like these are the tricks and tools and skills we're, we're relearning, right? Like our grandmas knew how to do this. And over a couple of generations, we forgot what it means to use the food that we have around us and I think even the fact, like when we used to live more in harmony with cycle, the cycles of nature, we would be harvesting at a certain time of year and then we'd be preserving and canning because for a part of the year we wouldn't right. be harvesting. And, you know, so we would have to produce these kind of fermented foods for the winter months. And we've just got out of that out of touch with these old traditions because we just run to the grocery store and buy whatever we want. So I think this is so cool that we're having to relearn these things. And then it's interesting because the love and hate of technology, is it good or bad? But it is allowing us at our fingertips to Google, like, how do I make sauerkraut from scratch, right? Everybody and it's can so find powerful that out. to make your own. It's so much more powerful. And just even the same thing, like if you're if you um, typically buy yogurt in the grocery store, try making it at home. Because the bacteria that you create mm, in your own cool. home is going to be a lot more um, powerful than when you get from a store, or from a lab. And I mean, that being said, a lot of the, you know, the bacteria that are in yogurt are probably not as potent as we'd like to think um, they, they are. So again, totally. it's like another thing that you can just make at home. And, um, you know, it's just we have so much that we can do out of our kitchen and just even our spice cabinets. It's like ginger is so powerful cinnamon is so powerful it's a super powerful antioxidant um you know all the curry spices and turmeric so there's so much that's just sitting in our kitchen that is healing and helpful for us um i want to just give a little plug to the gathering um place because you know these guys too. Uh, yes, you, I, I, you, I, we all connected I, on some I cosmic adore, level. I adore Lovna and Ryan. <laughs> and Lovna and Ryan. So maybe I'll add their link too, because they go all around the planet, um, responsibly sourcing like the most magnificent, high quality right. spices. Right. Yes. So I'll put that. I'll, or either you add that on your PDF, or I'll add it to the podcast. But they're worth. Um, giving a shout out to and I think they're in most local at least we're here on Vancouver Island and you're on the mainland not too far away but um, you know I can find them in my health food store so if you can find the gathering place spices you know you're getting quality yeah goods. they um, say that they have they started with uh, well Ryan is South African and so their I remember their first product was um, rooibos tea from South Africa and then mm. their sea salt is also from the cold oceans of south of um the African South of South South of South Africa, um, in the in the sea there, and then yeah, all of their um, their spices from India are fair trade, um, and organic. Yeah. So yeah, and they actually they deal with the yeah every year, don't go, they? And they do all this responsible yeah, sourcing. So and, yeah. Cool. 
So cool. Okay. Well, cool. I think that's tons of ideas for people as far as like food goes. And I think, you know, we can add to, if you want to write a blog post, we can attach it. Like, I think there's so many ideas, but overall, as far as that portion of the show goes, as far as food and self-care in that aspect of diet go, I think that's people at least can start just to think, choose whole foods, turn to their spice drawers, um, look out for these medicinal mushroom tinctures, sprays, drink lots of teas, add in probiotics. I mean, that, there's, there's so many ideas. Just pick one or two and get going, people. Like, don't make an excuse. It's super easy. You have Google at your fingertips. And, well, stores are still yeah, open. And Go and get it, right? One point on that is, again, like, just how we have so much capacity to sort of develop our own resilience. Like, um, and we talked about this last night, too, but it's like, I was sick constantly as a child. Like I was, I had constant colds. I had mono for the better part of a year. I had pneumonia. I would get allergy shots and antibiotics and just like lots of food sensitive or sensitivities. And that was kind of just like my normal chronic fatigue. And then it wasn't until probably in my early twenties when I realized that there was like alternatives to all these medications and that there was like such a thing as like eating consciously and how the power of our food affects our bodies and you know and so like we said like just cultivating this practice within your own life and realizing how just like bit by bit you can heal things and you know since that time Mm -hmm. I've only ever used food and herbs to manage my body's ecosystem and I, because I can read my body so well and understand like what feeds and nourishes it and what sends it out of balance. It's like, I don't get sick. And I think people just think that this, it's normal to kind of, you know, a couple times a year to get this cold or this cough or this throat infection or lung infection. And that just becomes this kind of like, oh yeah, I caught it from that person or, you know, and it's just like, just because mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. is floating in the air does not mean that you are, have to be a recipient for it. If your body is sticky enough to attract totally. it, then yes, you can attract it. Or if you're, you know, your cells are stressed or tired enough that they, you know, are, I guess, susceptible to those things, then yeah, it is, it, it's just your body indicating where you have an imbalance. And so um, I think it's interesting just to like shift our perspective on on illness and to understand that, um, you know, when anything is coming out of an orifice, whether it's your nose or ears or your eyes or your, you know, your digestive um, system, it's like that's your body eliminating toxins in order for you to come back into balance and homeostasis. So the disease is actually your body getting well. Instead of this thing that's mm-hmm. happening to mm-hmm. us, it's happening for us. And so we can always work with that and it's I think that's super empowering to know can I just reiterate that because I feel like yeah like preach it sister because (laughs) I think I mean that I, I like it's music to my ears to hear you say that because you know pre what we're going through right now on the planet for as I said 20 years I've been doing my best to inspire people to get this message that you have the power inside of you to feel well, mind, body, and soul, that there's nothing outside of you that you need as far as, um, like I, I want, I've always wanted people to trust that they don't need to go and seek counsel to, 
a doctor, a chiropractor, a acupuncturist. I'm not saying that sometimes we don't get off course and then we need help getting back on course and there's professionals that sometimes can help us help guide us back to that harmony and health. But I think if we start to take these tiny little steps and think of it as a long-term thing, a lifetime thing where we start to recognize our own ability and responsibility to make these choices, to be connected to our bodies enough that we know what, what we need to have, the kind of food in our homes that we know we need to make, to make time to eat, to be grateful for the food that we're eating. I think it's, so critical that people hear this message that it's possible to completely take care of your own health on your own once you understand um, what a mindfulness practice is and what is healthy eating it really is enough to manage our own immunity and resilience and I feel like you and I are both proof of that we were talking last night like we don't use doctors like I the last time I used a doctor well if I'm totally (laughs) honest I got bit by a dog when we were buying from our breeder um oh, I hope she doesn't hear this I never told her because I didn't want her to like get angry at her at the mom but um so I did go and get a tetanus shot after that but previous to that it was when I was um had my second child which was over 12 years ago so yeah like I never ever ever see a doctor knock on wood but I feel like in part I'm able to do that because I've decided that when I feel off when I feel a slight scratchiness in my throat or I feel this slight pressure in my head coming on or I'm tired. It's like I listen to that and I ask the body what it needs. And most often it's something simple like rest, like almost 100% of the time, slowing down and just listening to what's going on inside of me. And oftentimes it's so much more connected to my spinning head or, you know, this kind of like getting caught up in the future or stuck in the past that's actually creating this kind of contraction in my body that creates a situation where I'm vulnerable and if I just stop for a moment to acknowledge it when I feel it I can clear it and yes like sometimes you know we're in need of vitamin c or other nutrients or minerals to support our immunity but I think a lot of the time it's just tuning in and then we have this enormous power to take care of our own health and that might sound super woo woo to some people but I feel like you're proof of it. I'm proof of it. And I know lots of other people in my circles that handle their health this way and manage. Maybe it's just luck or good genes, but in my experience and hearing you tell your story of contrast from going from the place of your um, younger years and then working with food and managing your own life with more empowering ways you've gone from not feeling great to feeling great and still not needing the medical system and i mean doctors are amazing at critical care emergency medicine right like if you if i yes yes broken arm arm, yeah probably gonna go to the doctor (laughs) right and that's that's amazing and that you know the system wasn't designed um for for wellness right it was kind of developed for sick care and so that's what it excels at but as far as people's day-to-day maintenance most people I don't think receive the education or even understand that it's necessary and I think it is more and more I mean I think if people actually saw the statistics of how unhealthy most people are on the planet today it's staggering, like to see the rates mm-hmm. of diabetes mm-hmm. or obesity or heart disease or cancer, food allergies, totally. like, you know, different ranges on the spectrum of autism, 
um, all of it, right? And so we are living in very different times than we were living in over a hundred years ago. So there, I yeah. do think it does require a bit more intention or attention to our health and sort of taking, you know, using all the resources that we can to fortify our systems because we, you know, a hundred years ago, we were not um, exposed to pesticides and herbicides and fungicides and, um, you know, the electrification of the planet that we are seeing today. And so those are all really kind of important things, I think, to be mindful of. And, you know, we can obviously sort of adapt and deal with those things, but it does, I think, require a degree of attention to that and just to realize the things that sort of um, compromise our systems that we're doing versus the things that we can do to fortify our systems. Yeah. And I want to just make this point, because as you say that, what what I'm hearing inside my heart is like, this is the question, like for everybody who's listening, I think this is what we're being called to do is take responsibility and and we're giving, being given enough time and space and solitude to consider like, oh, shit, like, it's going to be up to me, possibly, like, maybe I can get a spot in the hospital, maybe not. But we're all, I think, feeling called to take more responsibility for our health. And I feel like people's objections to doing that might fall under some of these things like, well, I don't know how to do that, or that would take so much time, or I don't know where to start, or I'm just overwhelmed by the idea of it. So if you feel like that, you're listening to Sarinda and I and thinking like, oh, God, but you've been doing this for 20 years. I just want to say to you people, it's like, I, I know I can speak for myself, and I'm sure you would say the same thing. It's like, when I started to take care of my health in more alternative ways or in more holistic ways, it didn't happen overnight. It was slowly, gradually learning, talking to people who knew more than me, reading, um, like actively participating and looking for information and not with like a hurry. It probably did take me, you know, years or decades. I don't know. I think it's ongoing. I'm still learning every time, you know, I'm writing things down that you're saying like, oh yeah, I'm going to make sauerkraut. I mean, we're always learning if we're open and you don't have to understand everything from the get-go. Just decide today, I'm going to start taking steps. And if you just do one little thing every day or one little thing every second day, two years down the road from now, you'll be much healthier than if you don't do anything. So, you know, just to help ease people's feeling of like pressure, overwhelm, it's like, guys, just do little things, just start with little things, do it gradually and trust that over a six month or a one year period, you're going to be much more in control of your health. And I think if the experts are right, we're going to be dealing with this virus not just in this first wave but over several waves so you got time and you want to do this for yourself so please do take responsibility and, and trust that you can do it if I can do it and you can do it uh, anybody yeah, for can sure do it, right and um yeah whatever it is just like look it up if you're constipated look up herbs for constipation if you have chronic headaches you know look at different reasons for like where that might come from you know and just it's all just yeah. like addressing what's in front of you and my health has completely evolved over time and there's like always fine tuning going on, but it's just like, just keep it to the present and keep it manageable and don't try to overhaul your whole life in one foul swoop, especially if you've got family or kids or people that are maybe a little bit resistant. Um, Yeah. And just, I mean, we could maybe talk about that just like sort of addressing these things within a family because 
you know, sometimes it's easy to sort of take care of our own needs, but not everybody wants to jump on the same train with us. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. I'd love to talk about that. We both have two kids and I think parents of kids of different ages will be caught in different challenges or, you know, be facing different issues. But yeah, I'd love to give parents because I know a lot of my listeners have little ones or, you know, growing up little ones, but I'm sure they'd love any insight. So how do you face that with your children or what tips could you provide parents to help keep kids or I guess, you know, partners get, get them involved in this healthy yeah, way of so and living? I think with kids, first of all, um, I mean, I think first and foremost, like you always have to do what's good for you. So if you feel like shifting your eating and you want to eat better, then do it and don't um, compromise for anyone else. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, don't wait, don't wait for everybody to get on board before say, well, you like, do I that. Can't, no, like make 20 meals and like <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But it's just, you know what? Like if you want to take care of yourself, take care of yourself and, you know, put on your oxygen mask first. Yes. Uh, yes, and then, yes, um, yes. With kids, <laughs> from my experience, um, if you can start young, that's your best, your best tool. So we can talk about that, but then we can also talk about maybe more complicated situations, like when you're kind of jumping into this later in life. But um, I mean, for me, my kids kind of started out eating healthy whole foods from the get go. So it was never. And I think if you and again, for anyone who does not um, have any knowledge or understanding of the microbiome, start doing research, because this is so fundamental to everything. But you literally are creating um, your children's health from the big, the get-go. And their taste buds and cravings will develop based on what they're introduced to. So if you can imagine, like, you've got a crazy um, sugar addiction and you constantly crave sugar, you're feeding bacteria in your body that wants the sugar. It's not that you have no willpower. It's not that you mm-hmm. are a bad person. But you are literally feeding these critters inside of you that love sugar. And so if kids are brought up mm-hmm. on, you know, their first food is like, um, you know, sugary treats, sugary yogurt, um, even um, baby formula with sugar in it. Like that's what's going to form their microbiome. And that's what's mm-hmm. going to set their palate and what they want. So if you, from the beginning, kind of introduce them to whole foods and a variety of foods and tastes and flavors and textures, and that's like the best way to sort of cultivate that in them. And also just kind of give them you know, an awareness of like knowing how they feel or knowing how they feel when they eat certain things. Um, and, you know, not making it like a battle or a forced mm-hmm. thing, but like, mm-hmm. I I mean, I can tell you like now having a, a 16 and almost 20 year old, like they, they, they crave good foods, you know, like they, you know, every teenager goes through a period where they want to eat, you know, less than optimal food and stuff like that. But they do have, um, a solid reference point to what real food is and what quality food is and how they feel when they eat certain food or when they eat too much of certain foods, how it does throw them off balance, you know, and if you have the awareness, you can quickly kind of recalibrate. And so it is just kind of a matter of like taking a break from those foods that are, um, you know, not so beneficial. And then just like, you know, your body does kind of come back from it. And that being said, like my kids have never, other than like this childhood fevers that they had from teething, you know, and other things, which fevers are super important for children to establish the strength of their immune systems. So those are all developmental Mm -hmm. benchmarks. Like that's not, I don't consider that as like an illness or a disease or anything, but like, 
you know, beyond that, they've never had any, you know, lengthy colds or flus or like post-secondary infections, like throat infections or lung infections or ear infections, because their bodies just are calibrated and their immune system functions. And um, that's the way we all should be, right? Yeah, 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 I agree. So what if somebody's listening and they're like, oh, well, good for you, Sorrenta. My kids eat shit and what am I going to do? <laughs> so, what would you say to people who haven't had the benefit of getting that great start? Maybe they were two busy parents at work or, you know, they were in daycares or with other caregivers that corrupted them or they just, you know, yeah, got caught I, up in birthday parties. For or sure. Like, what, that's like a what do you say to those people? people? Right. And so I think one, it starts from like you said an example, right? So you can't, you can't control everyone around you, but you can kind yeah. of set an example and set your boundaries. And if you're making food at home, then you know, you make healthy, yummy food. And there's so much yummy food that you can make these days. Like you can make brownies out of like quinoa and brown and, and, and rice or like sweet potatoes. I like know. there's so much. I know you can get yeah, like fish yeah, sauce. If you feel so like many, Thai, you and, can get. I mean, the beauty I think of right now is like for teens, especially is because so many of them are online and like, like it's, mm-hmm. I would say that there's a lot of like younger people that are into making healthy food these days. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can go on and people are making smoothies or they're making like different kinds of brownies and cookies. So it's not like it's so radical in this current age for kids to be onto juicing and smoothies and eating well. And so it's not, I don't think it's like it was, you know, 10, 20 years ago, it's not a harder battle. And then just like crowding things out, you know, everybody responds to, I mean, I've seen it from so many people that have been clients in the past and it's like, just by kind of, starting to like you know have a huge kale salad at lunch or have something just like replace one Mm -hmm. meal or one habit and people like literally your cells are activated and they start craving that so it's like your body will just Mm -hmm. kind of take over Mm -hmm. with a little bit of patience and so you don't have to mentally like work yourself into Mm. this like discipline kind of behavior to kind of um to shift things so you know, it, it definitely can be a challenge. And especially if you're dealing with like kids who have addictions to sugar and, and phones and distraction and mm-hmm, yeah, like mm-hmm. just be patient with yourself mm-hmm. and just, um, you know, ma- yeah, don't go up, just like make baby steps. And, don't give up. Don't give up. You know, um, <laughs> you know and I, so I'll tell you, can I, I tell you a little to. bit about my family challenges? They're like, my kids are 12 and 14, for those of you that don't know me that very well. And so they're in the crux of that, like, forging their independence and, like, I'll tell you what I'm going to eat and, like, I don't need your help and I know everything. And, I mean, they're adorable. I, I, I adore both my kids. But they're in that stage where this is part of their responsibility at this moment of life is to push away from what I'm telling them and figure it out for themselves. So one of the things that I've been doing lately, like in this, you know, because when they're little, I just forced super ultra healthy food on them. So I feel like um, they, because it was my choice, right? Like I was the one making the food and I was the one feeding them. So it was much easier for me then. Whereas now like, yeah, they can walk into town and they want five bucks and they're going to go get some disgusting yeah. drink and mojos or whatever they're going to, you know, indulge in. And, but now to counteract like, or to counterbalance their independence is I'm also trying to give them independence in and 
a voice in what we eat. So before I go to the grocery store, I let them help me like, hey, guys, are you having any cravings for dinners this week? Like getting them involved in what they feel like. And yeah, if they're like, I want Oreos and Coca-Cola. I'm like, no, that's funny. Like for food, like what would you like? So like then I'll start to (laughs) then I'll start to say things like, do you guys feel like, you know, Caesar salad this week, Greek salad this week? You know, like what kind of salad are you craving if they need a little bit of guidance? But then they can tell me and then I think they're empowered because they're like, oh, great, you got romaine lettuce or you got peppers or like they get excited that I heard what they wanted and also involving them in in cooking a little bit or saying like okay well you decide the recipe today find one that you like we'll all get the ingredients and then you're gonna chop the carrots or like please can you put the rice on to boil or like here this this is how we're gonna make our quinoa today or like getting them involved and giving them some independence and choice in what we're doing and then also the other thing that I've noticed is that I'm trying to positively notice like oh you ate like such a great breakfast this morning like don't you feel good like helping them notice those connections to their bodies or like not judging like if they go and buy themselves like a giant pack of fuzzy peaches or whatever thing that makes me cringe um, and they eat it like I'm trying to hold back of my judgment overtly towards them and then just help them connect like oh man like how did you feel after you ate that like (laughs) did you finish the whole thing were you able to like regulate you know just help have a conversation around it without being like that's disgusting like you shouldn't eat that I'm trying to like just help them notice like when they eat healthy things versus when they eat crap like can they recognize the change in their own vibration and energy and how they feel in their guts or like yeah how's their poo doing or not doing or you know kind of help them see how yeah, the food is actually totally affecting them that phase like where like it's natural for them to start stepping away from you and to sort of find their tribe and their tribe is usually the other teens that are buying the stuff at McDonald's or wherever. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we, we yeah. rode through that definitely. And like, as far as like what goes into our house, like I've always had boundaries. It's like, I'm not buying Coke. So if you want to go source that elsewhere, then, you know, that's your own prerogative. But like in our house, there was always boundaries as far as that. Good luck. And then, yeah, like they, you know, they went through buying whatever they want with their money and, you know, and then they've kind of found their way. Like they, they understand um what is real food and what's not and they understand like how much of it they want to eat or not and it's been so cool to watch like um how my kids are in the kitchen now like my daughters even since she was young would often like just like look up complex recipes and make them from scratch like things that I would never even take the time to make and so and then now it's so cool to watch Mm -hmm. my son like just like finding his flavors and he'll make spice mixes and He's, you know, he's eating super clean by choice and like just to f- see them finding their way in the kitchen and just co- like creating their own stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think it's just being patient and not trying to control them and just, you know, they, especially kids that are active and, you know, maybe into sports, it's like they're aware of how their bodies work and feel and, you know, they know when they don't feel great. And so yeah. that's ultimately like you can't they are going to be their own people. And so, you know, you can't control what they do forever. And so it's, it's totally just kind of, you know, allowing for that freedom to um, happen and just giving them, you know, an example to follow and just, you know, respecting them as humans that get to make their own choices and, you know, test their own boundaries. 
Yeah. Oh God, it's so hard. Parents out there, just props to you for just yeah, and it, keep keep trying. Yeah. Do your best. No, it's okay. So, um, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say we're at like the forty-seven minute mark, and I feel like most people will probably be tuning out if they haven't already. So, I think you and I could like go on forever. I feel like people only have a certain amount of attention span to tune into one thing. I think we've covered a lot. It'll be a lot for people to take away. I've taken a few notes, so I will write something up to kind of you know, sum up. So people, if they heard a lot, but they were like, what, what am I supposed to take away from that? That there is some concrete ideas and tips to take away. And if you want to create a little PDF, I know everybody would appreciate that, but no pressure and no rush. We don't have to publish this really quick. We can take our time. And I just want to thank you for joining the show. I think we could do like three more shows and like I have these, all these other points written down like you know what is cultivating resilience in relationships what's cultivating resilience around finances like what's cultivating resilience as far as like a healthy happy home life like god we could do like part two three four and five if you want reach out if you want to do another one i mean i I think it's so important for people just right now because there's i think a lot of overwhelm is just to like you know minimize your um exposure to the the drama that's unfolding online and you know almost like just give yourself a little chunk of the day where you're going to check in with what's going on (laughs) in the outside world and then take everything that you read with a slight grain of salt um and just you know you know get from different resources but just to know that nothing really that you read is a hundred percent of the truth ever um and just, you know, take this time that we've been given to kind of be at home, to to go in and to sort of recreate our lives moving forward in a way that we want and that we, um, that we feel is an empowering and of service to our families and to our communities. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I know, you know, you know who Seth Godin is, right? I love him. And he said the other day, I don't know where I read somebody quoting him, that he's like, in this time, you should spend no more than five minutes on the news because <laughs> after five yeah. minutes, you know what's going on, right? Like, you know, the death toll, you know, how many people have been affected. It's like, these are the countries that are in first place, worst place. Great. Like that, that'll take you all of five minutes to get the download. And also I wanted to touch, like we are, both of us are recommending like, like stay inside, right? Or like stay in your social distancing um rules like of your whatever your government's laying down to spread slow the spread but apart from that like if if they're telling you you know two other things or one other thing a day that's quick and easy and then for the rest of the day like the other I don't know 18 hours you're awake it's yours for the most part unless bless your soul you're a nurse or you're working at a grocery store and you're still going out to work well I'm bowing to all you people who are providing essential services but so many of us have much more time and I think yes like just tackle one little thing that you want to do better in your life. And I think Sarinda's uh, provided for you so many ideas around if you just want to get better at um, food or nourishing yourself or that kind of self-care, just start there around, you know, making your, your nutrition really helping you thrive. So I so appreciate all your awesome ideas. Um, Is there anything else you I wanted to add it. before just we end like the call? Super love and gratitude to you um, for providing the space. And I will definitely put together a file. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I just want people to sort of feel empowered and hopeful and, um, 
not taken down by the a lot of the fear that's going on right now and also to not be scared of your neighbors I just Mm -hmm. it stresses me out when I'm on the trails right now and I see the fear in people that like everyone is a potential threat to them and I think we're Mm -hmm. stronger than that (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're we're yeah we're all in this together I think we're gonna Mm -hmm. have to work together long term so we better make friends with each other and I'm just gonna say I want to tell you a story because um just a quick one because we were talking last night how we can like yeah how can people take in information and digest and then there's like the extreme alternative out there version of everything. And then the super mainstream version of everything. And I just had to share this with you because one of my students called me this morning after being on one of my yoga zoom calls. And she said, Jill, I just have to tell you, please don't apologize for sharing your perspective as out there as it is, or as alternative as it is. I'm telling you, and as a 70-year-old woman for 45 years, I've been holding back my intuition and my gut feelings and my connection to these kind of higher consciousness centers, energies that give me intel, and I've wasted 45 years, and I can see you're, you're connected to these insights that maybe are far-fetched for some people, but keep sharing them because it is what we need. And so I thought maybe I'd just finish with this to reiterate, you made me think of that because... In the far-fetched, like, super tinfoil hat version of things that are going on that I do, you know, I'm in touch with. I'm in touch with the whole spectrum of, like, seeing how different people are perceiving everything that's going on on our planet. On the far-fetched tinfoil hat side, there is messages being passed on that says exactly like what we've been talking about and just, you know, what you just said about humans have the ability to... um, to become immune just by raising our vibration and managing our own system. So I think like the main point that you and I both want to say to people is that's true, whether it's like specifically from eating good, healthy, whole food, among other, you know, wellness practices, to just believing that we're going to be okay and having faith and hope and trust that, and I love how you put that at the very beginning of our call, that we have co-evolved alongside nature and all the challenges and struggles, and we are like masters at resilience. So please believe that we're going to be okay and just do your part to take care of your own body. And then once you're strong enough, share, you know, yeah, hold up your neighbors and friends and family. Okay, and I have and one more point to do with too. kids. Is, um, well, first of all, it's, like, yeah. it's um, my daughter, she was, she was telling me how um, clear and um, her dreams have been this last week. Then she showed me another um, like yeah. TikTok video of just this random kid um, who was saying, I mean, I think his, his comment was like, does anyone notice like how vivid their dreams have been lately? And so I think that's super cool. And then just on the note of kids, depending on how old they are and, you know, their awareness of what's going on, I think it's super important um, to realize that this is like a monumental thing that they're going through that they might not um, express Mm -hmm. um, openly because, you know, a lot of them are just still busy scrolling through their feeds and doing what they've been doing. But just to recognize that they're inundated online right now with all this information as well in their own sort of little bubbles. Um, and just to kind of like 
mm-hmm. you know, watch them and be there for them and just be mindful that they are experiencing like something that, well, most of us have never experienced, but like most teenagers are not in this like free fall where they're like, when does school start? And when, when is life going back to normal? Because mm-hmm. we don't know and it's not going to look the same for them moving forward. And that's quite destabilizing for a kid who's been programmed from, you know, kindergarten and, you know, some of us have different totally. relationships with our totally. kids where, you know, we're used to spending a lot of time with our kids or, you know, we have different sort of system, but it's a pretty big deal for kids right now, I think. And I think it's just one of those things that it's, um, is really important to be mindful and just to sort of have conversations and just notice their moods and just keep communicating and, um, and like, creating a, mm-hmm. like a safe space for them right and the more grounded that we can be and connected the more empowering that's going to be for them oh I think that's so brilliant what you're saying it just makes me want to say too it's like yeah be simple right like breakfast lunch and dinner or brunch and dinner like whatever your rhythm is but ha- you know establish your own little family's rhythm like get out for a walk and just yeah hold space for them because for sure they need they, they they'll need help processing everything just I in the you. same way that we all do right <laughs> so important yeah I love you too sister I love that you, you reached just... out and we got together and I hope that all of you listening have, cool. can take something away Yeah. And I always um, end my podcast by saying, may all beings be happy. So that's what I'm wishing over and over again. Thank you so much for being with us and we'll be in touch again soon. Peace. Bye.